0: How are you doing today? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daph Mem Gimel. the 43 of Masech D'Bavit Friends, yo friends, yo yo friends. Friends, I, you know, I really wanted today to make it to the Mishnah on Daph Mem Man, I, I, let's say I'm doubtful we're going to get there. And for two reasons. First of all, Shabbos is coming pretty soon. And I think that in order to get there, we probably need more time than we have. <laughs> And secondly, I didn't. The the last chunk of the DOF isn't so hard, but I also ran out of time to review it. So I've learned it and I've quickly gone over it, but I didn't review it as well as I usually do. So for that reason, I have a feeling we're not going to get to the last chunk, even though I really wanted to. But all right, I guess we'll have to do it tomorrow. Okay. But the first, but honestly, that part isn't so hard. You know, the, the hard part is up until there, really. Um, I think that it's going to... It's not like an extremely difficult daf. I do have a feeling it's going to be slow. So, here we go. We're going to start in daf. Uh, we got some work to do over there. Um, about ten lines from the bottom or so. About five lines before it gets wide. At the two dots, the rabbis taught. This is in the context of a shormu'od. And it says that the shormu'od, if it kills a man or a woman... Omar Rub Akiva says this teaching us when it says famous Ish what's the what's it teaching us? isho ki ki isho isho that so it can't be teaching us to say that the lachos of, of of an ox goring are both by a man and a woman, apply both to men and women, because it said it in the in the previous Pasuk. Right, in the Pasuk right before that, it says, <speaking in Hebrew> So, that part, and that's by a short time, but it's Mamash, the Pasuk, right before, it's talking about, um, <speaking in Hebrew> to say that both, uh, that it applies both to men and women. So, so, so why in the very next Pasuk, does it, Nochamol, have to say, um, <speaking in Hebrew> So, <speaking in Hebrew> rather it's compa- to compare a woman to a man. So also, so just like when it comes to a man, his damage payments would go to his heirs. So also by a woman, her damage payments would go to her heirs. So meaning if uh, a fellow gets damaged and before he has an opportunity to collect the damages, he um, finds himself in Wellwood, so, 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 the heirs collect the damage payments. Now, if it's a woman who finds herself in a similar predicament, so her heirs would uh, receive the damage payments, it would not go to her husband. Her husband would not inherit these uh, payments. Her heirs would inherit these payments. But one second. So, how come? How come Rabbi Kiva is saying this? I mean, normally... A husband would inherit his wife if she dies. So then why why is that not the case here? Why why is the damage payments going to the kids, not to his not to the husband? Right to the heirs, not to the husband. So where am I? We have a brace, which Rabbi Akiva himself says that when the post says in the context of uh, inheritance, Eh, uh, viyarash, uh, right? Um, yeah. So, mikancha baal yarashasisht. So, Bakiva says that a husband inherits his wife. So, why does he not inherit the damage payments? Omri Shlakish says, lo amr mikiva, ella, bikofer. Oh. Oh. This is only referring to Kofar payments, right? So if the if if the woman was gored to death by a sure muad, and therefore this kofer, that kofer payment does not go to the husband. That goes to the children. because since the kofer payment is only paid after she's already dead, she's no longer married to her husband. She's dead now. So vahavalei so therefore, the Kofor payment is considered like something that is potential payment. And not Mughzok, not like money that already exists at the time of her death that she already had. So Ve'in Nota B'Royki B'Mughzok. And a husband does not inherit his wife with, with, you know, with regard to potential payments that she was owed. Um, he only inherits things that she has at the time that she uh, dies. And therefore... This cofer payment is considered like a potential payment because it's a payment that only comes after she's already dead. Therefore, it does not go to the husband. It goes to the heirs. Um, my time. Why do we consider the kofer uh, payment to be considered only after death? Like meaning, meaning what if she got, gore? if I understand correctly, then what, what if she got gored and she's like, things are looking mamish bad, mamish bad. She's not, she's still breathing. She's not dead, but, but it's not looking good. Maybe at that point already there, there there's a kofer. Maybe the kofer payment is ready from that time, not not, not only once she's uh, dead. Right. So Amar Krah, the Puzzle says, ish oisha that, right, that the ox kills the person, so the person is dead. That only once she's once the, the victim is dead, only at that point. Is the Shore of Is there a kofor payment? It's only uh, after death, and, and therefore um, that is why the kofor payment uh, would go to the heirs and not to the husband. Uven nizakin lo, Rebbe Kiva? Now one second. So really, Rish, r- is it really like Rish Lakish is saying that when Rebbe Kiva says that the that the that the nizakov go to the go to her heirs that specifically Kofar payments but not damage payments you know if she got hurt if she got damaged so then and then she died and now we're paying the damages that would go to the husband that would not go to the heirs but we learn in our Bible if somebody uh, um, um, hit a pregnant woman and she miscarried miscarried um so the nezek, the damage to the right, the, the value of the damage that 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 she incurred and the pain that goes to her. But the value of the of the of the of the miscarried fetus goes to her. Uh, it goes to the husband, right? As the post says, right? Um, 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 new, do, do we have this? Yeah. He says, yoshis isha So the 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 Apostle says that the uh, uh, um, that the that the payment for the for the miscarriage goes to the husband not to her, but the nezek and the tsar goes to her. Ein abal, Now, if the husband is dead, no in the yorshuf, so that the mevladus goes to his heirs. Ein o isha. Now, if the isha is not alive, no in the yoroshav, so we give the uh, eh, eh, nezek and the tsar to her heirs. So we see. That the Nezek payment, that even Nezek payments go to the heirs. Not just kofar, but Nezek payments also go to the heirs. If she was a, if she was a, 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 a Shifcha and she was, uh, and she was pregnant and, and she was freed and then she died, or, Gioris, or she was a Gioris who got pregnant from a gear, and they both died. So, zochos, so the person who, who caused the damage, caused the miscarriage, well, he doesn't have to pay anybody in these cases because, um, you know, if a gear uh, or Gyores, uh, dies and there's nobody to inherit them, so then their property becomes Hefker, so that's and this payment, who would it go to? Anybody. It's Hefker. So, he could just keep it. Okay, fine. So, we see that, well, the important point here was that we said that the damage, right, ain't no Isha, no in the that if she is not alive, so then the nezek and the tsar goes to her heirs, goes to her heirs. So we see that the nezek does go to the heirs, not just Kofr. So Amar begrusha v'chein Nachman So Rabban Nachman both say that we're talking about a uh, grusha that if she got um, hurt, but right, she got the, but right, 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 she she miscarried. And then she uh, got divorced, right? So there were these payments, but then she got divorced. So in that case, the payment is not going to go to the husband, it'll go to the heirs. Because she's divorced. Uh, where am I? So, I'm a Grusha, but if she's divorced, Nami Tiflog okay? The Gemara asks, well, if they're divorced, well, then maybe the payment for the fetus Shouldn't she right? They don't go to her husband. She, he's not her husband anymore. So maybe they should split the deme vladis. my um, papa says a papa right the the the, the, the miscarried the, 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 the value of the miscarried fetus. Um, her papa says a papa says a papa that the Torah, um the Torah explicitly says that the deme vladis go to the husband to, to the fellow. even if a fellow. Slept with a fellow biznus, right? They weren't married. Still, if there's a miscarriage, the the dmei Vladis would go to the baal. My time I'll come. I the pasuk says kasher baal haisha that the boel, the person who made her pregnant, would get the payment for the miscarriage in such a scenario, and therefore, even if they're no longer married, or the, even if they never were married, the 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 dmei vladis would go to the fellow. vinukma. Lirabba kigon shegabu mos, dov Nachman kigon shegabu karka. Damarabba gabu karki yishlo, gabu mos einlo. Dov Nachman amar gabu mos yishlo, gabu karki einlo. Who could tell me what in the world this is talking about? Any volunteers? This is talking about stuff. It's talking about a situation where a guy is involved. So now his children are dividing up the estate. So his firstborn son, his Bihor, gets Pishnaim. He gets, you know, a double portion, twice as much as everybody else. Now the thing is, the double portion, he only gets a double portion, Bimukhzak, not Bimra'ui. Only things that are, that are, that, right, that, that, that the, that the father had at the time that he died. Not things that, right, that are considered potential payments. So there's a between Rava and Rava uh Rabbi and Rav Nachman in terms of what's considered Ra'oi and what's considered muksarai right 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 right. we had said earlier that that um that the husband would only inherit his wife for things that she has not for things that are roi so for example we said that kofar was considered to be Ra'oi, and therefore the kids would inherit that and not the and not the uh, husband so why don't... So, okay. Fine. give Gevaldik. So now, there's a machlokas when it comes to uh, this firstborn collecting his double portion. What's considered things that were in the father's possession versus things that are considered potential. Things that are in the father's possession and therefore the uh, firstborn would get the pishnayim. Or things that are considered potential, in which case the firstborn would not get pishnayim. He would divide like all the other brothers. So now, so now if the father had um, lent money, the father had lent money, the father had lent money, and the father had lent money, and he needs to get paid back. So you're going to pay back the heirs. So now they could get paid back either with money, right? I mean, the father lent a thousand dollars. They can get paid back either with the thousand dollars. Or, if they don't get paid back with money, they can get paid back with karka, property that was m'shubod. So there's a machlokas between Rabbah and Rav Nachman regarding how they get paid back, whether they get paid back with property or whether they get paid back with money, whether the firstborn would get a double portion or not. So, 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 so so I'm back in the Gemara I'm reading that again to Amar Abba, because Raba says Gabu karka that if the loan is collected with property so then that would be considered right because the property was already to the loan right I believe that that was um, why I'm reading Rashi Exactly Because the, right, right, the, 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 the Karka This exact Karka that they're collecting Was Meshubah to this exact loan So because this is the Karka That was Meshubah to the loan So therefore that's considered Meshubah And if they collect Karka So then um the Bukhara would 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 collect his double portion But Gabu maos. But if they get paid back with money which this is not the you know, the money, of course, not uh, right? The money that they're getting paid back with is not the money that the that the father gave. So therefore that's considered raui. Right, let me just make sure I got go most. Pishnaim to hanimos, ni most avin vaviroi. Right. So therefore it's considered raui, it's considered potential, and therefore the firstborn would not get P Pishnaim. Um, and where am I? So gabu ainlo. For Nachman Nachman says the opposite. Gabu yeishlo. No, if they collect the money, then he gets his 9 because ultimately, right? That's what they were expecting. The father had lent money; they were expecting to get paid back in money. So if they get paid back in money as expected, so then there would be 9. But gabu karka, karka isn't really what uh, what what they were meant to, 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 to collect. That's only you know like if they couldn't actually get the money back. So then there's karka that was meshuba. That's kind of like a uh, a. Um, a um kind of side thing. So therefore I think that's correct, right? So, so, right? Meaning the father didn't leave this for, for, for them. It's only if they couldn't get paid back with money, So, like carcass, So that would be considered raui and he would not collect from the um property from this karka if they were paid back with karka. So 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 we see that Rabba considers money to be R'awi. Rav Nachman considers Karka to be R'awi. So why don't we just say, right? So let's go back to the, to, to the, um, what's it, the sixth line of the Gemara? Two, four, six, the sixth line of the Gemara, the beginning of the line. Venuk Venukma, Rabbah, Hugon Chagabu So let's say, why don't we, like right, Because Rabba and Rav Nachman had said, what's the scenario, right, where the, uh, where the children would collect um, the damages if she's divorced. The husband wouldn't collect it, she would collect it if she's divorced. Uh, the, the heirs would collect it if she's divorced. But why not say that according to Rabba, well, it's talking about where Bezdin collected money and money is considered roi, And because it's roi, it would not go to the husband. It would go to the heirs. <speaking in Hebrew> or according to Nachman, we're talking about a scenario where the uh, court collected Property, and property is considered roi, not muhzak. Therefore, it would not go to the husband, it would go to the heirs. Dama Rabba, because Rabbah says, kabu karka yeishlo, that, you know, in the situation of Pishnaim, if they collected um, karka property, then um, then um, then then um, Eh, uh, right, then the, then, then, then the firstborn can get his pishnaim, gabu maus, but, 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 but if they collect money, ainlo, then the first one does not get pishnaim. Rav Nachman Omar, whereas Rav Nachman says, gabu maus, if they collect money, then he has pishnaim, gabu karke if they collect property, then he doesn't have the pishnaim, because it's considered ra'ui. Amri adimiliv ne marovalibu rabonon, kikamri ocha, kirebi, they say, look, the machlokus between rabba and rav nachman is in a different scenario. That's the problem. The machogs in rabba and rav nachman is according to uh, the, the, the people in Eretz Yisrael according to the rabbis that according to the rabbis they say that that the heirs can only uh, collect from that which is uh, uh, right if there was for example interest on the loan so I think you know or appreciation of the loan so so they would not collect that; they'd only collect the base of the loan. So the question is, what's considered potential and what's considered base, and that's the machlok between Rab and Rav Nachman. But over here, we're talking about according to uh, the the the, the um, Rebbe who says that right, that they can collect um, whatever is roi ra- or whatever is muhzak, and therefore the the machlok between between Rab and Rav Nachman about Roy and muhzak is not relevant here because I was talking about a different case, and therefore both Rab and Rav Nachman say here. However, uh, we're talking about where. Uh, she was divorced and because she was divorced the money would not go to the husband. On Reb ben Lokish says Mish Lokish So she hei Evet Shelo An ox that killed a an evit Shelo kavano unintentionally. Unintentionally. I don't know, maybe an ox was intending to kill another animal but then ended up killing an Evet. Pater mi shlo shkalim so the owner of the ox does not need to pay the owner of the eved 30 shekels. Shenema as the pos says, kasev shoshem shkolim yiten la donov va'shor yisako that it says when an ox kills an eved that the owner of the ox needs to pay the owner of the eved 30 shekels va'shor yisako and the ox will be stoned. But kol etzo kos macha shor biskeila ba'alim sham shloshem shkolim ena shor biskeila ena ba'alim sham shloshem shkolim that so long as the ox is going to be stoned to death, so then the owner of the ox pays the owner of the Evid 30 shekels. But in a scenario such as this, where the ox intended to kill, or, you know, didn't intend to kill the Evid, and therefore the ox is not chayef skila, so therefore there would also not be, um, the 30 shekels, fine. Omar um, Rabba says, Rabbah, shorshayim is ben chorin, an ox that kills a ben chorin, Shalobi Kavana without kavona. Okay. So, therefore, the ox is not going to be stoned. Because it was shalobi kavana. Potter me kofor. So, the owner of the ox does not need to pay kofor. Does not need to pay kofor for the person who is killed. Shunem, as the Pasuk says, Hashor yusokov um, gamba, I love you, That you'll stone the... Um, um, uh, uh, sure, you talk of gambal if you, must im kofer right, that you're gonna stone the, uh, uh ox, and then there's kofer. So, khosma chesho beskila, as long as you're going to be stoning the ox, so then, by the Misham and then there is kofer, then the, then the owners pay, the owner of the ox pays kofer, uh, to the heirs of the person who was killed. Ain, asho beskila, but if the ox is not going to be stoned, such as here, where, um, the person was killed unintentionally by the ox. Ain, by the Misham and kofer, therefore there's no kofer. So it says, rabba, that if an ox kills uh, unintentionally, so then um, so then there is no chiyuv kofr. abaye abaye asks akasha hemis shori esploni Oshori Shoploni. If a fellow freely admits, he goes and he admits that his ox killed a certain fellow or the ox of a certain fellow. Hareza mishalim al pi atzmo. He must pay, you know, even though there was his own admission. So what is this talking about? So, so what's he paying? So my life kofr. So he's paying kofr, Meaning even so a, a fellow who admits that his ox killed somebody does not. Um, so the ox is not going to be killed. If a fellow admits that his ox killed somebody, the ox will not be killed. The ox will not be killed. The ox will not be killed. But nonetheless, apparently he's paying something. What's he paying? So, you want to say kofr. So, even though the ox is not, right, so that whole limur of only when the ox is stoned do you pay kofr. Well, here the ox is not going to be stoned. And, um, yet there seems to be a payment which we want to assume is kofr. Lo, domim. No, it means domim. It means, okay, so we're saying, look, the ox is not going to be stoned because he admitted that his ox killed somebody. So his ox is not going to be stoned. And his ox, because his ox is not going to be stoned, there's also not going to be a chiyu of kofr. What's the money that he's paying? The value of the person, meaning if his ox would damage a fellow, the owner of the ox would be responsible to pay for the damages. So here the ox mamish killed somebody. He comes and he admits that his ox killed somebody. So he doesn't pay kofer, but he's And now he's off the hook. I mean, if he didn't, right, if he just damaged the person, he'd have to pay for all the bills. He'd have to pay for the damages. So then, if this ox mamish killed the person, he should certainly at the very least have to pay for the value of the person that was killed. But But if we're talking about the value of the person who was killed, but I'll continue in that price. So, if a person admits that his ox killed in Eved, so-and-so's evid he doesn't pay the value, pay the damim. well he doesn't he doesn't pay. The e and if we're talking about the uh domen, why wouldn't he pay the value? Right? Meaning if we're saying that by a benchorin, in a scenario where he does not have to pay the kofer, he does have to pay the damim. So shouldn't I say that by an eved? If he admits that his ox killed an Evid, so therefore he doesn't have to pay the 30 shekels fine. But if we're saying that in a scenario by Ben Chorin where he doesn't pay Koffer, he does pay Dummim, so let's say that by an Evid where he doesn't pay Shaloshim Shkolim, he should pay, he should pay Dabim. So if we're saying that this Brysa is talking about in the context of Dummim, the value of the, of the person who was killed, so then how come it's saying that by Ben Chorin he would pay Dummim, but by an Evid he would not pay Dummim? So Omr Lei Saraba answers Abaye, look, so, Abaye, so Rabbi says, look, I could kind of give you a cop-out answer, a forced answer, and say, look, the Rasha is talking about Domin. So it's saying that the, by Ben Chorin, where he admits that his ox killed a Ben Chorin. So there would not be a Chiyuv, but there would be Domin. But there would be Dhamim. Now, by an Eved, if he admits it, there would not be the 30 shekels fine. So Keila, we could say that the first part is talking about Dhamim. And the second part is talking about the 30 shekels fine. And that's why we say that there's a Chiyuv to pay in the ratio but in the Sefer there's no Chiyuv. Because they're talking about two different things. However, Rabba says, that'll be a shenuri I don't want to give you a cop-out answer. Rather Rather both the raisha and the Seifah, both by the Eved and by the Ben-Khorin, we're talking about Domim. So the question is, why when he admits that his ox killed a ben does he pay the Domim? And yet when he admits that his ox kills an Eved, he does not pay the Domim. The reason is, because mi Ben-Khorin, when it comes to Ben-Khorin, the Mishalim Kofor Al-Piatzmo, by Ben-Khorin, there are scenarios where he would pay Kofor Alpi atzmo Vehidami, What's the scenario where he would pay ko for alpi atzmo? that if witnesses come and they testify the katal that his ox killed a ben Khorin, a free fellow. Itam hava imur hava, but what they don't know is if his ox is a tam or a mur. Ve'amr mare. And the owner of the ox says, my shore is a shore, even though he, it's his own, he's offering this information on his own, he's admitting it. Still he needs to pay Kofr in that scenario. So hecha deleka edim mishalim damim. So where there are no witnesses, and he freely admits that his ox killed a ben So there would not be Kofir, but there would be Domim. He would pay the value of the person who was killed. Now, Gabi-Eved, but that's not the case by an Eved. There is never a scenario by an Eved where the owner of the ox admits that his his ox killed an Eved and he would still have to pay the 30 shekels fine. right? Gabi-Domim, Gabi-Eved, she where that he will never have to pay I a knasal in mean, what scenario? that if in the same exact scenario, that witnesses came and testified that his ox killed an Evid. hava They don't know if, was, if his Evid is a short time and the owner of the ox says who is a Lo he does not pay um uh, the 30 shekels fine against the so when there are no witnesses and he says my ox killed an eved he would not pay Domem so that's the difference says Rabbah. so the whole brisa is talking about Domem the value of the person who was killed the difference between ben chorin and an eved is that since by ben there there is a scenario where even al Piatzmo he would pay kofer so therefore when he when, right and that's when there are witnesses, whatever, and they don't know if it's a tamuad, so when there are no witnesses, and he admits it, so he won't pay kofr, but he will pay dam by a event where he will never pay a, 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 the 30 shekels fine, al pi atzmo, even if there are witnesses, and they need to know about the muad, and he admits it, he would not pay the fine, so therefore, when there are no witnesses, and he admits it, he would also not pay, he would not pay, the Dhamma. Mossiv Rab Shmo Baravitzhok Shmo Baravitz asked a question from the following Brahsa called Shekhayibhorin Chaib bevit that um that with right, that with right, that anything that you're Chayiv by a benchorin you're also Chayiv by an evid. Bein be bein Bain Bemisa, whether with regard to kofr payments or whether with regard to um uh, uh, I guess the, the ox having to be killed. Um now Kofor by mi'ika I don't know, what do you mean that, that, right, that Everything you're hired for by A ben you're hired by an Eved Such as Kofor Kofor is only by Ben-Khorin It's not by an Eved Ela lav domim So rather we want to say that No, it's not referring to Kofor It's referring to domim Meaning that there is no difference Between an Eved and a ben With regard to domim payments so that's the Kashan Rabba, because Rabba is saying that there is a difference, right? In our right, when when a fellow admits that, um, when a fellow admits that um, that 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 his ox killed somebody, so there's a difference. So Rabba wants to say, if it's a benchorin, there is dumm; if it's an eved, there's no dumm. But here we have a brayse that seems to be saying, or we want to argue that it's saying that there's no difference between an eved and a benchorin when it comes to dumm. those who say, "Who most whom whom in mifayrekla." To those who say that Rav Shmuel bar Yitzchok asked the Kasha and then he answered his own Kasha. He's the To those who say, Omer that Rabbo, that Rabbo responded to Rav Shmuel Barav Yitzchok, this is how you have to understand the Bray Soch. Koshachayov b'benchorin. Whenever you would be chayed by Ben benchorin. bikavono, If the ox killed this benchorin intentionally. Alpi Eidim. And there were witnesses. Kofor. So if it's a shamur, it would be chayed kofor. Knas. So in that same scenario, right, that the that right that is ox intentionally killed an in Ebot and there are witnesses. So of course these are going to be chayev to pay the thirty shekel fine. Vichol b'ben chorin shelo And whenever by ben chorin you when it was shelo b'kavano without Kavono kavano al pi and there were witnesses domin so you'd be dom you won't be chayev a, a kofor, because it was shalom be kavono, but you will be chayev domim. Chayev be evit shelo be kavono al domim. So the same thing would apply there also. By an evid. if there were two witnesses, the witnesses came and testified that the that right right that somebody's ox um, killed an Evid, Shalom be So there would be domim in that case. And that's what it means that there's no difference when it comes to to domim in that scenario. Um, however. In the scenario where a person admits that his Evid, right, there are no witnesses, but he admits that his uh, Evid, that his ox killed uh, either a Ben Khorin or an Evid, there is a difference that by Ben Khorin there would be a Domin, but not by an Evid. Omarle Ravis, Now Ravis says to Rabba, if this is the if this is the case that we're saying that. That with that um with that uh, if is um, right right api if we're saying that if there are witnesses who came to testify that that is uh, if there are witnesses who came to testify that his ox killed a person so he pays domim pays the value so we should say the same thing by esh right if you assume that ishosh mishumamono that your fire that kills somebody is the same thing as your ox that kills somebody. And we're saying that by your ox, if there are two witnesses, you say that your ox killed Shalom B'Kavon, you have to pay the value of the person, the domim of the person who was killed. Um, even though there's no kofr, So let's say the same thing, right? And also the same thing would apply to an evid. So let's say the same thing by um, your uh, a fire. If a person makes a fire and the fire kills a person, Shalom B'Kavon, and there are witnesses, you should be Chayev Domim. So, uminole the Rava de lo mishalim. Okay, fine. Now, why is Rava assuming that by a fire there would not be damin? Right? It sounds like he's he's asking Akasha to Rava. Based on your logic, the same thing should apply to fire. But it seems like Rava is assuming that it's untrue. Why does why does he assume that by fire there would not be the damin? So, ilema If you're going to say, well, because of the mission that we've learned before, horegadi kafus if you have a pile and a, uh, a goat was tied to the pile, the Evid somuchlo, and an uh, Evid was close to the pile but not attached to it in any way, Rafimo and the pile got uh, uh, burned along with the Evid and the gedi, chayev is going to be chayev to pay for the uh, pile and for the goat because though you know that that was uh, I mean, the Evid could have run away, so he's pater for the Evid, but he's going to be chayev for the gedi and the goat because of the damage that was caused. Eved slow, If the eved is uh, was tied was connected to this pile, the Gdi saw and the Gdi was uh, was uh, close by v'nisof imo, and he was um, and and they all got burnt. Potter, he's Potter. So it sounds so. We wanna suggest that perhaps what this means, or perhaps Rav is assuming from here that um, either right, he's Potter from Dom, right? The 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 eved was killed by this fire, and he's saying potter. he's potter from 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 paying anything, including dumb. but but Rishlokish says that this is a different scenario. He explains this scenario where he like specifically torched the Evid on fire that Ke'ilu, that right that right, that's a situation where he's going to be going to be Chaib Misa for that. And because he's Chaib Misa, he's going to be Chaib, he himself, he killed the guy. He's going to be Chaib Misa. And because he's Chaib Misa, he's potter from paying. When he says potter, I means potter from paying for the pile and for the goat. Well, the goat could have run away, but he's potter from paying for the pile because Kamer B'darab meaning. So this has nothing to do with dumb the me'odah tanya, rather, maybe from the following b'raisa. Chomer ba'esh babor That there's a chumrah, that fire is more chumrah than a pit. Sha'esh mu'ed es lechol bein davra roila bein davra shein roila. That a fire is more stringent in that it uh, is mu'ad to consume anything, whether it's something that's fit for it or not. Masha'ain came bebor, which is not the case by a board that uh, only uh, right uh, um, only an animal. He's potter for adam v'kelem. Ve'idu sha'esh misha'lem es shelo bekavon adomim. Masha'ain But it does not point out that an additional. Stringency by Aish over Boar is that in Ash you would pay Dummim if it kills Shlubba It does not mention that, implying that it is not a thing. Dilmatan of Well, maybe it is a thing, and, uh, and it was just left out. Okay. So again, so, so why is Rava assuming that by fire there is no Dummim? No, so we say, no, Rava actually wasn't making uh, an argument. It wasn't, wasn't saying that by Aish, there is no dumim. He was asking Pashit. That if a fire kills shalobi kavanoh, is there domim or not? Right, that, that, that's what he wants to know. do we say, look, who that specifically by an ox kofer that if um, that um, right that if it kills intentionally Then there's a chiyuv kofar shalov bekavana mshalim domim. Well, then if it was not with kavana, if it was without kavana, and therefore there's no chiyuv kofar, well then at least you pay domim. Aval ishod bekavana lo mshalim kofar. But ish where even bekavana there's no kofar shalov bekavana nami lo mshalim domim. So then also when there's so since there's never any kofar, well then even when shalov bekavana there's not going to be. There will not be Domim. Or Dilmore, perhaps, Kevin the Gabe, Shoro, Shaloba Kavono, or maybe, when it comes to Shore, Shaloba Kavono, Afal gavde Leka Mishalim Domim, even though there's no Kofir, he still pays Domim, so Gabe, Ishonami, so say the same thing by fire, Afal mishalim Kofir, even though there's no Khiv Kofir, eh, eh, Shaloba eh, 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 Meaning that, right, 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 right that uh, when it comes to esh, there's never going to be a chiyuv kofr. Shalov be kavano miyas mshalim domin. will say that uh be kavano, there is domin v'leidin take. We don't know. Right, so uh, okay, fine. We, we we talk. and don't know the answer that Kasha about if by esh there's going to be dom or not. Ki of dimi om of So when Rav dimi came, he says the name of matam lomer im kofr l'rabus kofr shalov Ki Kofi b'kavana. So, Rabbi Yochanan Taka argues. Rabbi Yochanan Taka argues on Raba. Rabbi Yochanan Taka argues on Raba. Rabbi Yochanan Taka argues on Raba. Raba had said that if an ox kills Shaloh B'Kavona, so then there's no kofir. If an ox kills Shaloh B'Kavona, then there's no kofir. But Ki Osu Dimi, I'm reading that again when Dimi came. Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan that right, the right, that the apostle could have said, Kofir, Matam Lomor im Kofir. Why does I say im Kofir, Yushasalav? What's the im? The also comes to include, Kofir Shaloba Kavano, becomes to include, Kofir, even when the ox killed Shaloba Kavano, there's still Kofir, kukofir, in the same way that there would be Kofir, even if it was with Kavano. Omele Abai, Abai, sister of Dimi. El if that's the case, Evid Nami. Say the same thing by Nevid. Matam Lomor im Evid. Why does it say im evid? The rabbi's evid shlo be kavonu kavid be So I will say that by an evid also, if the ox kills shlo be there should still be the thirty shekels payment. And if you can say yeah, sure, Rabbi Yochanan would say that also by evid, if it kills shlo be there's the thirty shekels payment. Where Rabbi Shlakish says, sure, sure, is so evid shlo be That if an ox kills an evid shlo be kavonu, partum shlo shim there's no chiyuv shloshim To says, "You're asking a Kashan or Rabbi Yochanan from your They're they chavrusas. They argue with each other. What's the big deal?" And Kiyasa Ravan, when, when Ravan came, Am Rabbi Yochanan, he said explicitly in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, "Eved matam im eved. Why does he say im eved l'rabos eved shelo bekavono keved bekavon?" To say just that, that if an if an ox kills an eved, shelo bekavono. There's still going to be the 30 shekels fine. So now let's suggest that according to Rish so if he does not learn out im evid to say be Kavana is chayev, the 30 shekels, rather he says be Kavana is parted from 30 shekels, so then Kofer im Kofer nami So let's also say that when it comes to Kofer, if an ox kills a ben Chorin be let's say that there's no Kofer. Amre, lo. They say no. Eved, im, eved, lo, darish. Rishlakish does not learn, eved, im, eved, with regard to the, uh, 30 shekels payment. I.e., if an ox kills Shaloba Kavanah, there would be no 30 shekels payment. Kofer, im, kofer, darish. But he says that if an ox kills a benchorin, Shaloba Kavanah, there would be. Kofer. Umayish, What's the difference? Eved, im, eved, lo, xiv, makum tashuman. Kofer, im, eved, xiv, makum tashuman. That, that, right? It said, when it says, um, where, where where is it? It's not talking about money. It's just talking about if the eved gores the um, if the eved. I'm sorry. If the um, if the if the ox gores an eved. So it's talking about the ox goring. So therefore, it's not coming to include uh, the payment of thirty shekels. But when it comes to the um, when it comes to the in kofar, that's specifically talking about a kofar payment. It's talking about payments, and therefore, it's coming to include that there still would be kofar when it comes to an ox that kills a benchho and Shobu Kavana. Friends, I think I have to hold it here, unfortunately, um, because like, basically because Chavez is coming, I think I should really hold it here, which means we have to pick up from here, um, tomorrow. And, um, yeah, but, etsem, what are the, oof, we learned a few big sugyas, um, and today, the first part talked about the, um, uh, um, um, that uh, when it says Ish and Isha, so it says that by nizakin the the payment would go to her heirs and not to her husband. We we discussed in which scenario that would be. Then we saw a machlokas beetzin between uh, Raba and Rabbi Yochanan, also Rishlokish, about if an ox kills Shalom uh, bekavono, is there kofir or not? Rabba says that there not would not be kofir, whereas um, Reb Shimon it was you're Shlakish say that the best would be a uh, in that case friends